0: You are listening to the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Ruder, Certified Transformational Coach for Moms, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things mindset, work-life balance, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money and guilty pleasures. For the nitty gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Welcome Marissa to the Passion Minded Mom Podcast. It is so great to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am excited for this chat.
0: Awesome. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family, maybe something fun and the work that you do. Tell us all the things.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, I'm Marissa Lonick. As you said, I am a working mom of four little guys, all boys. I feel the need to tell you that because I think that it is probably quite different than raising girls. Um, although I don't know. Um, I've spent the past 14 years working in corporate leadership positions. And I'm also the founder of Mama Work It, where I help busy working moms find the time they need to do the things they want. So how this journey all started was back in 2016, I got a job promotion, and I moved cross country with my husband and toddler twins. So I came from working a job that I was very comfortable in, often from home with family and friends nearby for support, to a new challenging role I had to learn with a daily commute in a new city, no friends, and it was honestly a little scary to me. Like I was scared. I wasn't going to be able to give my kids enough of me, my husband enough of me, my new job enough of me and me in the background, like whispering me, what about me enough of me? So I almost didn't make the move actually, and take this awesome opportunity because of that fear. But, um, I did. (laughs) And as I figured out my new normal, it turned out it wasn't necessarily harder. It was just different. So I started implementing new systems. I started organizing my time and priorities in different ways. so I could feel like I was still thriving in all areas that were important to me. And part of that journey actually involved me starting a blog to share some of my tips as a working mom, kind of juggling all these things. Um, from there, I launched my first e-course, The Get More Time Project, followed by my first book, Time Management, and Mama Work It just grew from there. So now I offer additional resources like a journal planner, other courses, coaching and mentorship, and even a podcast, which I am so excited, by the way, that you uh, have been a guest on and your episode will be airing very soon. Oh, so exciting.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sharing all that. We are so glad that you made the powerful decisions you did even with fear because it's what brought you here, and I can't wait to talk more about the book Time Management in a second. So, um, you know, so much of what you just mentioned, I-, I think all moms can relate to and um I can't wait to dig into this more. So, a lot of our listeners here on the podcast struggle with overwhelm. And juggling all of these roles that we have as moms, right? Because we all have them. So what would you say are your top two to three tips for staying sane while managing all of it?
1: Oh, this is such a loaded question, but I love it. Okay. So absolutely. And first off, I just want to say the juggle is real. Like just because I wrote a book on this topic, it doesn't mean I haven't felt that overwhelmed, that stress, that guilt. That comes along with being a busy working mom and I keep it real. I share my own vulnerabilities and hopes that, you know, you'll, you'll, your listeners will know that even these quote unquote experts right out there managing this, they're managing the emotions, they're managing the same logistics and challenges that everyone else is too. But yes, I definitely want to share two to three tips. So let's say, number one, I would say is get really good at mindset. So before you write me off for being all like, woo woo, because you know, Kate, you've read the book and we've chatted before. I'm not. I give real tips, real strategies. I'm like a no bluff kind of gal. But I will say this is a super important piece because you are going to feel like you're on that hamster wheel. Going full force every day and getting absolutely nowhere if you don't have the right mindset in place. And I just want to clarify: you know, to me, having a positive mindset does not mean you need to be positive a hundred percent of the time. You absolutely do not. You are allowed to have bad days, but you are also able to see the glass half full. You're able to really cope with the intricacies and the curveballs and the stressors that being a working mom throws at you. So mindset is absolutely crucial. Um, Another tip I will say for staying sane is self-care. Now, I know I was super guilty of putting myself last on my to-do list. And I bet a lot of moms listening can attest to doing the same. And I think we all know what happens to the last thing on the list. It rarely gets done. So I would go through these cycles of stress and overwhelm and resentfulness followed by like these mini breakdowns and then followed by like a mani petty. And then for about five minutes, I'd feel really good. And then the whole cycle would start again. So what I will say is don't wait until that point to do something nice for yourself. You should be practicing that on a daily basis. It should be part of your habits, part of your routine, and it doesn't need to be something extravagant. You know, is self-care a day at the spa? Hell yes, it's a day at the spa. Is it is it normally a day at the spa? Probably not. (laughs) I mean, that's not part of my normal life, and I'm sure it's not part of yours. You know, even if it's a five-minute practice you do daily, even if it's something super small that you can implement, you know, do whatever makes you feel whole again on a regular basis. Don't wait for the point where you are totally empty that you just need anything right to get back to normalcy.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that is it is a vicious cycle. And there are so many rock bottom moments that I think a lot of us have and that probably aren't talked about enough and that is when it's really too late, you know, to um to take those steps and be proactive to make sure we're showing up as the best version of ourselves. And I think pretty much every mom out there has gone through this. So thank you for outlining those fantastic tips. And I love that you mentioned habits too, is it's really about getting in front of this and making these part of our routine. So, so aligned there. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So I'm really excited to talk about this because I loved reading this book. It was Um. such a great read. So congratulations. First of all, I know you published it in 2019 and, um, I really enjoyed reading it. It was, um, it was just, you're right. No BS is your approach and I love it. I was laughing through it because you just have such a great delivery and I really appreciated that. I also appreciated how well you summarized, every chapter with the, you know, breaking down the how much you simplified these points and these takeaways, it was just really easy to digest. And so for those moms out there who aren't making time to read, I highly recommend just a little bit of time each day. This is an amazing book, Time Momagement, it's called. So let's talk more about it. Tell us about what, what prompted the decision for you to write a book and what was it like to go through the process of publishing and marketing it?
1: Yes. And first off, thank you so much for those super kind words. I It never gets old when anybody tells me how impactful and wonderful reading that book was. It really just makes my heart like so happy. So thank you for sharing those details. Um, and if your listeners are listeners when they read, It is also available in that format, I want to say, because I listen to my books. So I said, well, I'm sure other moms do too. Um, But yes, I would love to tell you about how this all started. So I had been blogging for a few years and sharing tips and stories about my experiences as a working mom and as a working mom, excuse me. And I'd always get that question, how do you find the time? Or how do you have time to do that? And I just knew this was an area I wanted to help moms with since it was something that I had been able to excel at, but hadn't necessarily come easy for me. And I knew it was definitely not coming easy for many other moms out there. So I wanted to compile a lot of this information, you know, on a bigger platform to reach more women and to be totally honest and transparent. I just love to write. And it had been a personal goal of mine to write and publish a book. So that is really how Time management came to be. As far as publishing and marketing, I mean, this was a total self-taught learning process. I had a friend who at the time was trying to get her book published. And she was going the route of working with a publisher. And I saw firsthand how challenging and time-consuming and controlling that process was. You were sort of at the mercy of someone else saying your book was good enough to publish. Then you were at the mercy of all their critiques and edits. And then you were at the mercy of it taking potentially years to actually hit shelves. And I just knew I didn't want to focus all my time and energy on going through a very, you know, a potentially very draining process like that. So, I just wanted to get the book out there in the hands of the women who needed to read it. And I remembered I had listened to a Gold Digger podcast episode. Do you know that podcast with Jenna yeah. Kutcher? Yes. And she interviewed Rachel Hollis about her, about publishing her first book and how she had repeatedly gotten turned down by publishers and how in the end she just self published it. And any stigma. I had had about self-publishing a book kind of disappeared at that point because I was like, if Rachel freaking Hollis self-published her first book, well, then I'm totally doing it too. So I researched a lot about the best route and where to sell it and what categories and keywords were best to utilize for my particular niche. And the book ended up being a number one new release in multiple categories, and it did extremely well. And I'll just say I did every part of this process with the exception of having an editor and a few close friends review it before officially publishing. Because I I'll say once you've written a book and edited yourself and reread the book a million times, like you can no longer find those small errors anymore. You need someone else to do that for you. At that point, it is just impossible. But yeah, I did all the parts. I mean, the formatting of the paperback, the recording and editing of the audio version. And while I'm grateful to have totally developed my skill set and resilience muscle during that process, the next time I write a book, I will definitely outsource some of these steps (laughs) because formatting a paperback book is not my favorite or the best use of my time and talents. But again, there's something to be said about knowing you can figure out all that stuff on your own. It is super, super empowering. And if I could do it, I know anybody listening who's thinking about doing it can do it too.
0: That is such an inspiring message. Just this idea and this belief that I can figure this out, like you said, feels empowering. That is really what will help us create the success that we truly desire. If it's something that we really want and are committed to, we just have to work on that belief that I will figure this out. And what I love about what you shared is that there's this theme of just taking the initiative and it's so much easier to do that if you're coming from this feeling, this energy of feeling empowered because you believe I can figure this out right? That's going to lead to those steps. So kudos to you and congrats on its success. That is awesome. So thank you for sharing that. And in one section of the book, I love that you talk about you talk about tribe and then you talk about hired help. And I really like the way that you outline um, an approach to consider with this. And I'm a huge advocate of figuring out the best use of our time. And we're outsourcing, although it might feel very different for us and uncomfortable even can be very helpful. So I would love for you to share and talk more about putting systems in place. You mentioned it earlier, but outsourcing some of these roles that we have, whether it's personally or in business, um, what are some of the other ways you've implemented systems or outsourcing to help you streamline your mom life?
1: Yes, you should absolutely outsource. Um, And I think (laughs) you can't do it all. I mean, you just can't, right? Um, And if you think you can, and even if you kind of can, you're not going to be happy doing it all. So totally take that step and do that. And I think the best things to outsource, outsource are the ones that are your least favorite or the ones that are taking up more time than you'd like away from things you'd rather be doing. So for me personally, cleaning the house is not something I wanted to be spending my free time doing because I'd much rather be having fun with my kids like on the weekends, right? The other thing I will say about outsourcing that you should absolutely do is child care. And I want to say this because I know a lot of work from home moms who think just because they're physically at home working from home that they can Take care of their kids at the same time while they're working, and to be honest, this just doesn't work. Especially if your kids are young, right, and need that attention, because these are two areas of your life that are extremely important to you. Your your work is important to you, I'd imagine, if you're a working mom, and your children obviously are the most important thing. And when you feel like you're being pulled in two different directions like that constantly, you feel like a failure in both parts of your life. So even though you are physically present at home, a lot of us are working from home right now, um, you need to consider some type of childcare option, right? And this really tested us this past year and I think brought brought this to light for working moms everywhere. I mean, over 3 million working moms I've read have left the workforce uh, during the pandemic due to not being able to sustain the pressures of all of these roles that they've taken on um, and not having that childcare component. So outsource that. And I want to touch a little bit upon like the money factor when it comes to outsourcing, if that's okay. Um, Absolutely. So I think personally, uh, you don't need to pay for everything you outsource. There are a lot of creative opportunities that you can think of or brainstorm or even find in the book or, you know, talking with friends that don't involve you actually having to spend money on. So for example, with childcare, if you have a friend who's in a similar situation as you swap childcare. right? You take care of her kids for a few hours a week, then she takes care of yours and use that time to focus on what's important to you. Is it your work? Is it building your business? Is it, you know, having a date night? Is it having just alone time where you are focused on you know, your own personal growth and development or something super fun, like going out and getting your nails done or getting your hair done or whatever it is. And I think a lot of moms have that have that guilt too that goes hand in hand with outsourcing. So it's either a money guilt tied to spending money on that or it's a guilt that we should be able to do it all. And with the money guilt, I think that is oftentimes Not actually about the money, but actually more about the worthiness. Like, oh, I can't spend that money on myself. It's better to spend it on the kids or spend it on this or spend it on that. So you actually have the money, even though you're saying you can't afford it. You're just not prioritizing where you're spending it. And once you feel worthy of that spend, it becomes a lot easier to actually make that part of your lifestyle of outsourcing certain things. Same thing with, you know your mindset on your ability to do it all. Could you probably do it all? Maybe. I mean, we're freaking powerful, so we can do a lot of things. But are you really happy doing it all? Do you really want to be doing it all? I mean, if you had outsourced one or two or three incredibly tedious tasks on your regular to-do list, how much better would you feel about that? How much more time would that bring back into your day to do things that actually bring you joy? that actually are modeling, you know, the type of lifestyle you want then your kids to live when they get to be adults.
0: 100%. You know, there's a lot of mindset that comes with that, right? That, that idea of worthiness and something so many moms are struggling with and working to shift that to a place where, you know, they are deserving of this just because they're human, first of all, right? We're born worthy. Um, but also this idea of what is the best use of our time? Because if we really think about what is our highest contribution to the world, um, being a mom in and of itself is an amazing contribution. Is scrubbing the shower floor for you know, certain moms who have a ton of other skill sets that they're maybe not able to use because they're finding they're prioritizing that. So these are some places where we have to get really radically honest with ourselves and ask those questions, you know, is this the best use of my time? So I love the examples that you gave too, about swapping. That's absolutely been something as a single mom, I have utilized other single mom friends to, yes, yes, to just take some of that weight off, even if it's for one or two hours at a time. So thank you for sharing that. And so let's move on to, you know, there are a lot of moms listening who have dreams and aspirations of either writing a book or starting a blog, launching their business, growing their business, making their first six figures. What advice would you have for some of those moms who want to create their own success outside of motherhood, but they just feel stuck in this daily grind? Um, Anything outside of what we've already talked about?
1: Yes. And first, I just want to say you are my people. (laughs) If you're listening and you have those dreams, you are my people. So the first thing I want to say is you need to get comfortable prioritizing yourself, your goals, your dreams, your vision of what you want your best life to look like. Get really clear on what that is. And if you already know it's writing your book or launching your business or making your first 100K, then congratulations, like that is awesome that you've already got that clarity. Because a lot of moms I work with don't necessarily even know from the get go how they want to spend their time. But they also feel like they have none. And they don't even know where to start when they learn there actually is time for them in the day. So if you already know that you're like ahead of the game, amazing. Great. Then from there, you know, prioritize spending some time either every day or multiple days per week, taking a step toward that goal. So for example, if it's the book you're looking to write, commit to writing for 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, uh, three times a week or whatever is sustainable and feels right for you and your timeline. If it's launching your business, you know, commit to doing something for that on the regular. Uh, Set smaller goals within that larger goal. So maybe by the end of the month, I'm going to have a basic website up or a landing page up or anything, right? By the end of next month, I will have developed my opt-in offer and maybe I've gotten 25 people on my email list. Whatever it is, make those small steps non-negotiable in your daily schedule. Like Treat them with the same respect, the same commitment, the same way you show up for others, giving your best. You need to give to your goals, especially the same kind of level of attention and commitment that you're giving to everyone else around you. And I think as moms, we're often really selfless and we feel like prioritizing our own goals means we're not prioritizing our kids or our spouses or our careers or whatever fill in the blank you can think of here that is getting in the way. And the truth is you're able to do all those things that much better when you're focused on making yourself better you're able to be the best version of yourself when you're living a really intentional and a really fulfilling life and you're only doing that when you're growing and 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 working toward these goals and dreams that you have.
0: Yes, and starting with those small steps like you mentioned is so important. So, you know, when we do these things and when we take these steps of creating the vision, getting really clear on what it is we even want and then work in small ways to move toward that, then our kids, our family, everybody around us is getting the best version of us. So in the end, it does benefit everyone around you. And it's just a little bit of a shift in that mindset again, is to understand what could be the ripple effects of actually Prioritizing me and my goals as a mom. So I love that. So, what I'm hearing is that moms out there listening, right? Get clear on the vision overall and then start small with something that's manageable. And, like Marissa said, something that is sustainable. So, even if it's just two minutes to start, that's going to set you up for some success and start giving you that momentum. So, that is all so amazing. Thank you so much, Marissa, for sharing all the takeaways and, um, where can everyone find you? Please tell us where you are online and how they can connect.
1: Yes, absolutely. So my website is the best place to find me. You can subscribe for free to my newsletter. Um, the web- website is www.mamaworkit.com and it's M-A-M-A, workit.com. As far as social media, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm at the handle at LetMamaWorkIt. And yeah, I would love to connect with you. So drop me a line, say hi, subscribe, and let's be social friends.
0: So awesome. And I will definitely drop all of those links in the show notes. Make sure that you all can find the book. And thank you so much for being a guest today, Marissa. It is always so nice to connect with you. And I look forward to
1: more. Same here, thank you so much for having me.